Welcome back to the Egyptian Streets podcast, Kaharot edition. Kaharot are overpowering, victorious. They are Egyptian women. I'm Nuran Morsi, your storyteller for this season. Egyptian women is multifaceted, creative, and absolutely powerful. She comes in all fields, roles, and worlds. This summer, Egyptian Streets is bringing you stories of 10 Egyptian women from Al Qahira and the world. 10 women, 10 stories, endless power. My name is Yara Yassin. I'm co-founder of Fuse. I started up Fuse eight years ago as it was my pre-master project from the GUC, German University in Cairo. And I'm a graduate of product design applied arts. You know Upfuse, and if you don't know Upfuse, you've definitely seen their bags around. They're colorful, trendy, unique, and most importantly, they're made of recycled plastic. Yara is one of the co-founders of the brand. She was born and raised in Cairo, Egypt, and comes from a very energy-efficient family. Actually, my grandma and my father, they're very resourceful. Uh, They made me really understand the meaning of the natural resources around us. Uh, and my grandma used to recycle everything as part of being an Egyptian grandma, but she was also very creative and very handy when it comes to sewing and making things. I wasn't actually, I never had the doll. I was asked if I want to play with the doll that I need to design it or like create it. While Yora ended up creating Upfuse, one of Egypt's most successful sustainable fashion brands, it wasn't always that easy or exciting. They taught me how to sew together using a needle when I was like five or something so I can create a doll. Krombo doll. Everyone knows a Krombo doll. And I was, I, I was to make one for myself. And of course the Barbies and the Keda, they're like, they're made of hell. So I wasn't allowed. So this gave me, my childhood was very creative and very handy. What they call now Montessori, my family was practicing on me like 30 years ago. Did you ever want to be more normal? Like, did, were you just like, I just want to buy a doll or did you like it? No, I didn't like it. I felt really very left out, especially that we all my, my cousins would go and get the Barbies uh, from Italy and I don't know, from America, and I would uh, sew my product. But then after, I, I, uh, I very quickly, that I've noticed that uh, these are very, these materialistic things are really not important. The only game I got was the, the one with the Legos. And it was, they would do Legos and the other one that you would, you do tracks with the cars and then I never knew how to play it. And my father and my mother used to used to play it. And I, I don't know, it was a super smart game and above, super above average. But I, I can't recall that I have any dolls. My, I got the dolls of my mom. She used to have like two meter, like one, one meter doll. My grandpa used to get her from Russia. And my father, when he knew, he said that this is also stupid. And I shouldn't be playing with a doll that is almost my almost my height. So sustainability runs in the family, but how did you, were you always interested in fashion or bags or how did Upfuse come about? After I chose applied arts and then I chose product design to be my major, I felt like uh, when I designed something, I really need to have a cause for it. It felt very useless for me to design things that is already happening. And every day there is another, let's say, an edge of functionality. So that's not the preference. So I felt like if there is something that I need to design and read, really, it has to really be helpful and of a meaning, then it has to be sustainable in the sense that introducing the word sustainability to the consumer. Because when I was thinking of this topic, it was in 2010. So. 2010 was pretty much a very early age 
an early time for Egypt to think of sustainability and for the entire world to, to shift. It started booming in 2012 and 13, and Egypt started booming in 2018. But yeah, the, it was a very personal reason and preference that I need to make something w- that is resourceful. The first bag Yara designed was meticulously designed, and she even hand-delivered it to its customer. It was handmade. We used to, we ironed the, the plastic together using an iron. And the very first one was, had a flat, was like very 3D. It had, it had a base in the front and the back and we did it on a mold. And it had a flap and it had a necklace ring. And it was the Premaster Project product. And we had a backpack as well. And I was the one who like sewed it all together on a machine, on a sewing machine. It was horrible. And uh, the first one to do in Egypt, it was a twin backpack. It was blue and white in color. And we delivered it to the first customer. Uh, her name is Amina Salem. I remember her. She lives in Mohansin. I know you. I know how to find you. And yes, those are the first like two bags. The first ever and the first sold. I cried. I literally cried. Yes, because it was after two years of trial and error, suddenly, uh, not suddenly, <laughs> after two years of trial and error, there is a bag. It got broken by two weeks, but after two weeks, though. And she returned it, and we fixed it and returned it back to her. But that's not the case. It looks like a bag. It has a package. It has a name. It has a logo. There's a story behind it that took two years to be done. The journey of Upfuse was long and complicated, but it didn't just include Yara. There were other partners involved. We have Rania and we have Lama. Uh, Rania started the business with me, Lama continued. Lama is working on most of the designs and the production and all the hard duty things, I would say. And uh, yes, we're, now we're too, we're, we're like, we're too active. I started it and has been active and uh, without her, nothing could have done been done. But now she's focusing more on, she's the one who's managing the fashion revolution Egypt. She's doing also, she's managing another fashion revolution, another fashion revolution movement. She's an extremely active and sustainable and super educated woman. I, the, the partnership I had with Rania um, isn't the, no, the normal one because we never had a fight. Like I cannot call that we had a fight over work for almost working together for six or seven years. So it, it's not the normal kind of partnership, like uh, arguing and uh, wanting to be bossy, or someone super active, someone super lazy, or it was, and it, it was very harmonious. I feel like she's my best friend, and we're like we're really close to each other, and I feel very thankful for that. And even when she decided that she's stepping stepping back from any managerial position, we didn't even have a fight for that. Yeah, I'm lucky. So, what has been your favorite part of running Upfuse? Everything is amazing. Today, I counted my team, and I felt amazed that we're growing. Not, exp- not exponentially, because we've been very slowly growing, but uh, yes, we're growing. What's also amazing, when I now s- open the TV and see people, actresses and actors wearing our bags, and I didn't know that they bought it or no one arranged with me. So there is a factor of surprise. You know, I opened the, the TV first of Ramadan and I found that uh, the model in Coca-Cola was wearing an upfuse bag. It was like, what? And like some other series, I found other actresses, new faces and old ones and this is also something like super nice. And uh, yeah, the expansion and the call like this, when people now in Egypt, at least when they start thinking of uh, sustainable businesses that are unique and uh, doing a change, 
I, I feel very grateful that we might be one of the first that comes in one's mind. How different do you think Afuse would have been if you didn't live in Egypt? Or do you think being in Egypt contributed to how Afuse is today? I was once blaming living in Egypt uh, by being slow. Because yes, in 2014 and 2015, the country was going into a very other direction that no one really cared about what I'm saying and we were struggling to survive. And our external relationship internationally was really horrible. So that even if I want to start the business and have an international arm, we were looked at differently. But now I would say, uh, but now I would say that if it wasn't in Egypt, it was going to be very hard because here the production is very easy, the material is very well sourced. There's some, of course, stupid rules, but this is everywhere. Uh, they're nothing tailored for one. But there's also in the case there's a flexibility that if you make use of it, then you're fine because. You're a start. You're a, you're a small business, and there's a lot of starting points that you don't really need to be ruled or governed. So when it's flexible, then yeah, it might be chaotic. I have to admit, but but if you, I mean, I played it in my own good, and the fuse is growing. Was there a moment when you're about to give up? No, honestly, yeah. yeah I I feel like I want to give up for one month. One month. Uh, it was the the best time in, in my life since 2010. Till now was my honeymoon because I took a really good one month. And I really need this one good one month just to do nothing. But then, but, but like forever, that's impossible. Yeah. That's definitely great for many of us that use Upfuse bags on a regular basis. I asked Yara what her day to day life is like now on a managerial level. <laughs> but uh, usually what I should be doing in a perfect life and no matter during the times in Ramadan uh, we should um, I do the meetings with my team in the early morning I finish the calls and then I sit down and uh, I sit down and work and usually if I'm fasting then then I'm very tired to work so I'm trying to, <laughs> to switch it I'm not in a good place to say I'm not in a good place to, to say that. <laughs> it's fair to say that Afuse has gotten to a really good place in the Egyptian market, but I was wondering where Afuse wants to go in the future. We're expanding our product line more, so we now we have bags and we expanded to streetwear, but also we're not stopping here. We're expanding the product line to have the full set, so you can, someone can be soaked in Upfuse and uh, yes we're going to focus more internationally and we're applying for uh, several 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 certifications and for someone who wants to start a business and specifically a sustainable business especially in Egypt what would you tell them and what would you tell them to avoid and uh, do you think there's room in Egypt for multiple upfuses or sorts of similar businesses yeah I've for a startup, for a, a sustainable-oriented person who wants to start a business in this regard, they have to know that the return of investment that they're doing, whether the investment is money or time or energy or whatever, it's going to be super uh, long. But but then the the real return on investment that you get from starting a sustainable business isn't really the money or like the financial status that you get, but really you're going to be like um, a joker. So even if your business didn't work for whatsoever reason, now you know that you're becoming a talent because you've been working in the hardest sector um, in the world, I would say. It's not only in Egypt, but be, because you're doing everything against the norm and you're creating, creating more restrictions from the, from over the existing ones. 
So this gives you a very like a lean, flexible, creative mind. That's one thing. Uh, and the second thing is that a partner is a very important person to a company. Starting something alone, I think sometimes tough, but there's people for it. For myself, I I had to have a partner. And uh, the third thing is the never stop learning. Really, that that's an advice in everything. But what made us a bit slow sometimes is that we had the information right in front of our hands, but we weren't flexible and lean enough to try something else. So maybe the advice would be changed from never stop learning to be more very flexible and eager and a risk taker to to learn new things. Because I don't regret anything, but I know for a fact that if there are some things that I've decided and accepted to learn earlier, would have been easier for me. Now I can learn and try and everything like what I know is the right and what I don't know is I don't know. Like I'm not interested. Thank you, Yara, for sharing your story with us as one of our kohirot. I'm personally very inspired and I'm sure anyone that wants to start a business, hopefully a sustainable business, is inspired by this as well. The Egyptian Streets podcast is edited and produced by your host, yours truly, Noron Morsi. Thank you to the team at Egyptian Streets for supporting the work we do constantly. If you enjoyed this episode, you can check out our past season on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and our last episode with Roy Abdelaziz. Don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help us reach even more listeners. Thank you for listening. I'm Noron Morsi.